he reaches it inside of Teresa and rips out her IUD. Ba 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 ran. Ba 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 ba. You were cheating. Ba 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 ran. Please take my hand. Ba ba ran. You got me rocking in a rolling, rocking in a rhythm. Ba ba ran. I'm cutting all that. I'm cutting all that. No, please don't. That's. Can you please introduce this podcast? Welcome everyone. Welcome back to Talk Murder to Me. As you guys know, I won last week's episode of Who's Funnier, so I'm introducing this week's episode. And our hint this week, according to John, was... Drumroll! Lobsters. Lobsters! You're my lobster, John. What does that mean? Uh, He wouldn't get it. God, that's really disappointing that you just didn't get that. I don't know what that is. I don't have a lobster. Not yet. So it's according to it must if it was on Friends it must be true lobsters mate for life mm-hmm. and that was a quote on Friends where they say one of them says that they're your lobster. So tonight we had lobsters for dinner. All right, so I told you it was about lobsters. So Jen, tell us about our drink so lo- for the evening. So our drink, which is garnished with lovely gummy lobsters. Yes, our drink tonight is called the Rock Lobster. It is delicious it is probably I, one of the best i think i think we've done i think that this is my favorite tonight um in rainy south carolina we i went with the tropical type theme because we just want some freaking sun and go to the beach but you know anyway so mm-hmm. this one is a frozen drink it has some uh malibu some 99 bananas some grenadine pineapple juice orange juice and uh Dark, uh, b- b- dark, dark rum, and it's blended. It's, it's blended. blended. Yeah, yeah. So you you blend. Oh, and also it has uh, real bananas in it too. Mm. So what you do is you blend um, all of the ingredients together with a cup of ice, except for the dark rum, and then you pour it into the cup, and then you pour the dark rum on top. And I garnish it with the red gummy lobsters. It's fabulous. Definitely the best one yet. It, I think it is. Good job, Jen. Thank you. It's clear. Surprise shots. What the fuck was that? Pickled vodka. Why the hell would you give me drink that shit? I don't know. It looked like it was fun. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Surprise. <laughs> no, that's awful. You didn't even do the surprise shot song. Yes, I did. Oh. No, Jen. <laughs> that's not acceptable. You want me to pick something <laughs> else? Oh my god, that is not... Ex- well, tell us about your pickle. Pickle vodka is good in Bloody Mary's, yep. not a shot. Oh god. I don't think you're supposed to shoot it like that. Oh, well, you know, I've been on this pickle bender because they, I got these really good pickles at work, and I saw that on the shelf, and I was like, this is going to be great. I guess it, I was wrong. It'll be great in Bloody Mary's. Yeah, well, it's actually uh, locally sourced. It's um, distilled in North Charleston, the brand... So how does how does pickles work? Does the cucumber turn into a pickle? Mm-hmm. You yes. pickle it with vodka. I mean, <laughs> so wait, if I take a cucumber no, that with vinegar, right. you pickle it with vinegar. If I take a cucumber and stick it in vinegar, it become a pickle. You got to leave it sitting there. Yeah, and other spices: dill, garlic, salt. 
How the hell does that even make sense? It just sits. It's like transforming into another. Pickling is putting something in vinegar and letting it. Yeah, but if I put an egg, a boiled egg in Pickles. vinegar, it's, it's not going to become a different fruit no, called, or it's, vegetable. It's, it's called, called a pickled egg. A, yeah. a piece of celery is different than a pickle. No. Have you not heard of like pickled onions or pickled beans? I have, but it's still onions that you know it's an onion. If I eat a piece of celery and then I eat a pickle, I'm eating two different things. If I eat I a pickled onion a pickle, and then... It's a cucumber. It, that's end of communication. No, they're not. A cucumber and a pickle are sold separately in the grocery store. That means they're two different vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, you just... I, I just can't. Listeners, someone, please help us out. Well, I can't. I need another shot better than what we just tried. Okay, hang on. Before we get to the second round of shots, we do need to give our first $10 Amazon gift card, folks. So since we haven't gotten a ton of new listeners, we're going to pick one from one of our existing comments. So, um, So hopefully this gets you guys commenting and rating us more. So our winner, drum roll again, please, Jen. Oh, the first $10 Amazon gift card is Annie. Are you okay? Oh, eight? 87. Annie, are you okay? 87. So, Annie, are you okay? 87. Please email Jen at talkmurder.com. Yes. And um, you'll have to email us to get your prize because otherwise we can't contact you. It's all anonymous. So, reach out to us. We'll get you the $10 Amazon gift card. We appreciate the review. Thanks for the love. All right. So, tell me. I said this story is going to be about lobsters. Correct. I think that someone's going to be found in lobster traps. I know. You said that. Too. I, I I agree, but I'm going to try to pick something different just because just you never know. I think. Um, I think. No, I think someone's going to be thrown off a lobster boat. Oh. Oh. Or. Someone can be dead and they feed the bodies to the lobsters. Wait, Could be. so lobsters eat humans? They're bottom feeders. Yeah. So how many people do you think are going to die? Seven. Teen? Like a century of lonely nights Waiting for someone to release me Alright, that's all you get. The challenge today is anyone, they say the word handy. <clears throat> I just like saying the word handy. That's. I hope it's related to this episode. Okay, no, the challenge today is the funniest joke, like always. Whoever wins the challenge, I'll announce it in the night. You get to sign us out and sign us in next Tuesday. So, Nicole won it last time, and it was well-deserved, but I don't think that she's going to be able to repeat it. Where were you guys at in 1992? I know you guys weren't even born yet. I was born. I was born. What? November of 1992, I was 15 months old. Oh, my God. And you were 23. No, what? Nope. Oh, 23 months. Yes. So, I was probably, you know, at home in Massachusetts, and... Yeah, I was, um, I don't know, six years old. Well, you asked where, not how old were you. Oh. Oh, I didn't answer the question. And I was probably probably also in Massachusetts or New Hampshire. Okay, so guess where we're going, guys? Maine. Maine. What? Boston. Maine. The 
clue was lobster. Boston. Boston. Tampa, Florida. What? Florida. No. Yeah, we're going to Florida. Bullshit. We're going you to just fucking told Florida. Us Boston. No, I did not tell you Boston. That was your thing. No, he said Boston. Didn't he say Boston? We're going to the shitty ass swamps of Florida Aww. for this story. Do they have lobsters in Florida? It's about about maybe an hour below Tampa. A place called Gib- Or are they just Gib- better in Boston? Like it's called Gibsonton. They're probably more readily available in Gibsonton. They just, I'll just call it Gibson. That's what they call it. Gibson. Gibson. So, place in Florida. So, if you if you look at, you know where Florida is, Jen? No. Okay, where so, the, you know where California is? There's a panhandle. All right, so we're in South That's Carolina. That's what I thought the original panhandle was, actually, if you give me. It, we're in South Carolina. If you just go south, you'll hit Florida eventually. That's, yes, that's true. It's like four you, hours south. Yeah. So, correct. You yes. go, Florida's like this big. I little think that's a peninsula. Thing. Peninsula. Damn, I hope our listeners know where Florida is. He asked me. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to orientate them. Okay, I think they know where Florida. Go halfway down Florida and then take a left around the globe, so they might not. Yo, listen. I know. If you know where Tampa is, it's right around that area. Go halfway down Florida, and it's on the the west coast of Florida is where we're going. So the the swampy bullshit area of Florida. Florabama, redneck is all hell. Redneck get out! And I can say that because I'm from the it's redneck village. Redneck and I can say Never whatever the hell I want. Really? You really? I'm sheltered though. All right. I can so. say that because my sister lived in Pensacola. Pensacola, Pecola. I want you guys to. All right. So, Detective. Pecola. Let, let me get. Let me start with the story and get me going. Here, give me some. Detective Michael Willett and his partner. I will it so. Detective Rick. Figuierdo. I'm going to call him Fig. That's what all his friends called him, Fig. That's like, you know, I used to have a friend named Fig in the military. That, they have a character named Fig in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, so Fig. So, Michael Willette and his partner Fig. She's the, the lady one. They oh. they respond to a call. It's November 29th. What, what year? 1992. 1992, good job. It's about 12.30. He's sleeping in his home. Detective Michael Willett sleeping in his home. Gets the phone call. You know how detectives are. It's like 1230 at night. His wife is sleeping beside him. Phone rings. You know how they do. And he just automatically up because that's what they do. That's their job, right? So she's used to the long random nights and stuff like that. So he gets up, puts his gun on his hip. He's already half dressed and he gets in his car. He meets up with Fig and they go down to the, the crime scene, even though they don't really know what's exactly what happened yet. But they respond to the call. Okay, so Detective Willett and his partner Fig, they're driving down the car on Swampland of Florida, and they go down to Inglewood Drive, 111417 Inglewood Drive, and this place is in Gibsonton, Florida. That is 11417. No, 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 1111111111117. 4117111117. Inglewood Drive in Florida in Gibsonton. So they're driving their cars 1230 yeah, night. Really relevant Compton, yeah, Compton. it's very relevant. Inglewood. <laughs> well, Inglewood. I look, okay, I would like to announce that I, I look all these things up on Google Maps. If you guys have a lot of free time like I do, get Google Earth, download it to your freaking computer, and look these addresses up. Then you can see where these fucking things happen. Oh, that'd be cool. So, so I can see, like, yeah, you can be, like, in the streets, too. This episode so I'm like, brought to you by Google Earth. I'm, like, looking at all those trailer houses. This is a bunch of shit. I mean, you know, 
poor ass people down there. Oh. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I grew up in that way. So old fig and his partner, Willette, they're driving in his car. They get out. There's a lot of people standing outside and they're, they're in the trailer parks of Florida. You know, it's swampy it's, tw- it's trailers everywhere in this part of town anyway. So they pull up 1230 at night and they don't really know what's going on. They know they were responding to a homicide. So they know probably someone's got shot, probably dead. So, they well, walk- I mean, if they're called in for a homicide, wouldn't we just assume that someone died? Yeah. But they, they were just responding to the call. Right, this is a small town, right, with, you know. I'm just saying, you said someone was probably dead, but you also said they were called in for a homicide. They were called in. Semantics, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so they pull up to the, the property. Willett, as soon as he walks in the door, notices there's a wheelchair outside of the and it's a trailer so think of a trailer in florida the streets are kind of pushed together trailer houses on each side he pulls in they get out and then they walk up there's people outside he notices there's a wheelchair outside it's like oh that's weird but whatever you know he goes inside and it's a fucking nightmare in there there's blood splattered everywhere what is everywhere but the thing is no one's screaming there's people outside just like oh yeah you know hey are you the detective yeah it's in there kind of thing right Mm -hmm. there's blood all inside on the on the sofa and around like the tv area this trailer like more blood than a normal homicide a not more blood but just like a lot of it no one tried to hide it kind of thing it's everywhere. He walks in. There's this bald man sitting on his lazy boy recliner chair. In the room with all the blood? Yeah. Oh. And he's got his undies on. He's also got two bullet holes in the back of his head. Is he oh. a dead? He's the dead guy. Oh. So it's his blood splattered everywhere. Okay. The detective walks over to him, looks at his partner, and is like, I mean, obviously this guy's dead. It's nothing you do, you know. But they start looking at the bullet wounds. Someone had went in there, they had shot three times, and he noticed, because if you look at the angles, and we'll get into the forensics later, but it looked like someone shot him kind of at a far range, maybe towards the front of the house. So think about the trailer, front door, go in, you know, about 50 feet, and there's his his, uh, lazy boy. So someone went in there with a gun and then shot him, boom, boom, twice and then went up to him and shot him right in the back of the head because the the next bullet was going in a different angle in the left side of his head so it's like they opened the door shot twice then when they thought he was dead went to shoot a third time to make sure he was dead exactly but Mm. all three all three bullets now all of them didn't stay in his head but they all went through his head at one point, and there were blood. There was so much blood they couldn't even see anything. They couldn't even make out the guy's face. Okay, they couldn't even see who the guy was. And he's looking at Fig, his partner, is like, "God damn, man! Like, what the shit? Like, it's twelve. It's fucking waking me up. This crazy ass shit, right?" And he he starts looking. He starts collecting the bullets, trying to put them in little. He's got a little pill box, you know, the evidence pill box for bullets because they got to do the forensics. And then him and his partner, Fig, they look down at the, the hands of the victim. So he's in this recliner chair, this ball guy. Look down at the hands of the victim, and um, Detective Willow looks down at the victim's left hand and then looks up at Fig. 
looks back down again, and then his eyes just kind of got really wide, and he looks at Fig. Fig is looking at the left hand, too. And then he look, they look at each other, and they just say, what in the fuck is this? Is that a direct quote? It's not a direct quote, but that's probably what they say. So they were so fucking shocked by what they saw. What's in his hand? Is it a gun? Wait, is it something in his hand or something happened to his hand? He has a lobster claw. He's a freak from the freak show. He's a lobster guy. Jimmy. Jimmy from freak show. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen, to see the the one and only lobster man. A human oddity that you've never seen before and you never will see again in your life. It's a one of a kind, one of a kind. Lobsters, your last chance to see the lobster man and his lobster family. Oh my God. Big claws, born. Like on Freak, American Horror Story Freak Show. Yes. Did, did you guys watch that? Did you see that? That episode, no, that season was based, off was of this- based on this murder, yes. Wow. Okay, so oh, Grady really? Styles, the dead man. So he's got a thumb, and then some of his other fingers. Are okay, kind of, so the disease is a genetic disease called electrodactyly, and what it is is if you look at your hands, okay, and you make, you make the Spock hands, right? Mm-hmm. Put your thumbs together like this. So you make the Spock hands. Put your thumbs together. Now the your thumb and your other two fingers, yeah. including your middle fingers, are all fused together. And then your pinky and your, what's that, your ring finger. ring finger, your pinky and your ring finger are fused together as well, making it claw-like. Your hands are probably enlarged because his were. Yeah, they, they look like, yeah. like my spot hand is smaller than that guy's claw. Yeah, so his name, he was a sideshow attraction that went by Lobster Man. And in fact, he had an entire lobster family. His oh. name was Grady Styles, and he was found dead in his home in 1992. Three bullet shots in the back of his head. Lobster claws. He, he doesn't have any legs. He's got his legs actually stop at his knees. Hmm. So he is a true lobster boy. Did he, was he born that way with his Yes, he's legs? born that way. With his, no, with his legs, though, too? Yeah. So, guys, if you've watched American Horror Story, Evan Peters is... Going after, I mean, he's the he the a character, character yeah. Jimmy, I think. So it's it's based off of this thing. So he is a lobster boy. This is a true story. This guy. So electrodactyly is what the disease called. It affects one in ninety thousand individuals. Not many. Okay, there's not many people that have it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's a fifty fifty chance that if you reproduce if you have a baby then they'll get it so you're gambling like flipping a coin here hmm. so, can i also just comment yeah. on the american horror story aspect of it is that that season also took place in florida they feel they um the the season took place in jupiter florida yeah and it was um they had like a whole freak show the, the season was freak show so they had a whole bunch of um people um or as um ripley would call it like oddities and like, freak shows are real things. Oh, yeah, there's a side-by-side picture. Yeah, so this guy was a real, I don't want, you know, free, yeah, he was a we, freak. Well, he was a freak of nature. I'm I'm going to stay away from that term freak because, I mean, it's, they they were an exceptional, yeah. exceptional well, person. Well, yeah. okay, so the detective Michael 
Michael Willett, the detective, he, as soon as he saw it, he was like, what the fuck? But then again, they, where they were, Gibsonton, Florida, was Carney Nation. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is where mm-hmm. all the Carnies lived. You had the human blockhead. You had the bearded woman. Mm-hmm. You had the, the world's smallest man. Mm-hmm. You had all kinds of people, mm-hmm. right? There, the bearded ladies. Yeah, you had everyone lived in this one section Uh because they all worked together. So during the fairs, the um, the carnival season, they would all ride together and travel the the country, Mm -hmm. and they'd make money doing sideshow attractions. So he immediately saw that. But Detective Willett had he has a a relative that is handicapped. So he didn't pass judgment in any way, but it did shock him right. to see that, okay, this guy is a crab man. Like, why was he the one that was... Why was... Him? Yeah, why was he? So the whole time after that, um, he's trying to get to the bottom of it. Who would kill this guy, mm-hmm. right? Who the hell would kill this guy? I mean, he seems like a normal guy. Now, think about it. Your finger and your... So put y- your fingers together, right? Are pretty strong. Now think about them fused with your thumb. How strong would that be? You like you got a like, lot of grip strength, and you, you could just, like ah. carry so many grocery bags. Yes, that is what he was good for carrying grocery bags. Okay, so this disease went on from the family. In fact, 1840 is when his grandpa first got the genetic disease, and he started performing in the carnivals. So now, since 18, yeah, go ahead. I wonder, like. Where, what, what can cause this genetic mutation? I'm interested. I mean, obviously we didn't go that far into the research, but like 1840, when you think about it, is not that far back. You know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of things, how like the dinosaurs were around millions and millions of years ago, and this is only coming up like a hundred and well, at least for his family that that they trace it back to. Oh well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how does this genetic mutation happen? Detective Willett, he noticed that there was a lot of people at the house, you know, with the dead guy inside, but no one, no one really cared. It's, it seemed like no one really gave a shit, to be honest. They were just like, yeah, he's in there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going back to bed kind of thing. So he started questioning people and he started realizing that no one really gives a shit. So let's go back That's and sad. I see. I hope someone gives a shit when I die. His father put him in the sideshow when he was only seven or eight years old. Because at the time, I mean, think about it. Did if his you, father have it? Yeah, his father had it, and his grandfather before him had it. His father before him, his grandfather. It went down from 1840. So think about it. If you got this disease, what are you going to do for work, right? You can't do anything with your freaking hands. You got claws for hands. Play soccer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Well, no, because most of them didn't have legs. Remember the guy that Grady Styles, his legs ended at his knees. So you're not going to do anything. Well, I mean, what's the? Well, you could do something, but what's the best thing to do? You could freaking be in a sideshow attraction and make money. And these guys were making a lot of money. In one season, Grady Styles, the one that was murdered, well, either Grady Styles, they were in one season, they'd make like a hundred grand. What? Just from doing these. So they would work all summer. They'd go down to carnivals that come to every town in all 50 states. They would drive around, set up shop, and then they would have Ferris wheels, stuff like you would have at the fair. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as a fair now 
but we don't have sideshow attractions. So what a sideshow attraction is, is you come for the 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 rides, the Ferris wheels, the cotton candy, and then if you're a person that likes strange oddities, you know, then you can go to the sideshow attractions. And there's a big tent, and then you pay one ticket fare, and you can see all these crazy people, right? They like the Lobster Man. They don't do it anymore, but it used to be like that. Oh, God. So, and even back in the 80s, they would still make money doing this, but it, it, conti- it started dwindling. Mm. I mean, who goes to see a sideshow nowadays? Who goes no to one. A fair nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I like fairs. Yeah, well, that's what they were doing. So, when Grady Styles, his father, pulled him out of school when he was six, seven, eight years old. So he didn't get the education that he was deserved. Uh, he was like in second grade or yeah. third grade when he pulled him out. Of exactly, school. but I mean, think about it. Like, your son is also a lobster, mm-hmm. and so I wonder well, if he thought he was doing better, best by his son. No, 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 no. His dad was Dick financially, maybe. Yeah, financially. So he pulled his son out and put him on stage with him. So there, you walk in to see the Lobster Man. There's a huge sign that says, "Come and see the Lobster Family." It's all like, you know, like Mm -hmm. illustrated. You go in, there's a stage, and then there's this guy, his dad, Mm -hmm. Grady Sr., Grady Styles Sr., and then him, seven-year-old Grady Styles, sitting right in front of him with his claws, Mm -hmm. you know, and then people would just look at him and be like, kind of gawk at him like, Like, oh my God. you have a lobster hand. Exactly. So like he wasn't, they didn't put him on stage Mm -hmm. Because he was a good performer or because he had any talent, they put him on stage because he was a freak, you know, because he had a freakish ability. I'm sorry. Like, that's what people, I, I don't mean freak in a bad uh, right, way. No, that's, we're, what we're, yeah. called that's what they were the called. Yeah. 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 So he, they put him on stage because he was a, a human disabled oddity. Person. Yeah. Not disabled, a human well, oddity. I mean, there's disabled. plenty, a human oddity. Like, I mean, there's plenty of disabled people. He was like something you never seen before. He was a lobster. He had lobster hands. Okay. Obviously, that took took quite a toll on him, you know, his personality. So, number one, he didn't get the education he wanted or, you know, he probably deserved or whatever. And number two, like, his life growing up was, I mean, think about it. If you had lobster hands and you go to school, grade school, everyone's going to make fun of you. They're going to bully the hell out of you, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have any, if, if your legs end at the knees. You're already shorter than everyone. You have to be in a wheelchair your whole life. Mm-hmm. Your life sucks, right? Not easy. So that's yeah. what he grew up with. Now, he started, he did the carnival, you know, until he was like 18 and, and for the rest of his life. But around that time, 18 or so, he started working out a lot because he was the type of guy that didn't want to be held back by his disability. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be able to do anything. He wanted to be able to. He wanted to thrive. He wanted to do what everyone else could do. And not only that, but do it better. He wanted to be able to shoot guns. He wanted to be able to lift weights. And he did all that. You know, he would take a barbell and he lifted above with his claws. And he had a huge upper hmm. body. Hmm. He built such an upper body strength. It was unbelievable. Did he walk around on, with his arms? He would walk around on his arms, yeah, like kind of like a literal crab. Think about a little crab. 
with his crab little claws and he would just scurry around on the floor and he was his upper body was like amazing strength and his claw his grip was phenomenal Hmm. Something like 500 pounds of pressure just I wouldn't want to be he could he could just pop your head off 1963 Grady Styles his dad was getting older and not really wanting to do sideshows anymore living off welfare stuff like that and then Grady started thinking well I need to take the show on my own and make money and stuff like that so he's pretty ambitious right he meets this girl named Mary Teresa or Mary Teresa Herzog right this girl grew up in a small town Vermont she wasn't a sideshow um she wasn't deformed or anything she's a normal girl she grew up outside from the outside she grew up in a small town of vermont she grew up in a very rough home sexually abused she was a victim of just childhood trauma and just being beaten and raped by her stepdad i mean just all kinds of stuff so she was you know not mentally healthy if you will so what she started doing is she started going to these carnivals because it was kind of a escape from her shitty life in little town Vermont getting beat, you know, by her family. So she started going, 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 and she kind of felt she fit in. And then eventually she she got hired as kind of like, you know, just a staffer, you know, to collect tickets or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she ends up meeting Grady, and they hit it off. I don't know. There was something... That there was inside of him and something that was inside of her, and they just fell in love. Like he, she loved him. Hmm. Like I mean, even though he has the uh, electrodactyly with his claw, his claws, he, both hands claws. I mean, she fell for him the hardest anyone could ever fall for anyone. And they were, they were together forever. Well, from what she wanted anyway. Nineteen sixty three. They had their first daughter, Donna. They had two before, okay? They both died, you know, within 20, it's like 24 days or something. They both were, died. Were those two uh, that were birth? birth or? After birth, yeah. So were those first two children that were born, did they have the electrodactyly? Uh, I'm not sure. So their first daughter, Donna, but after the other two that had died okay. prematurely, okay. two premature deaths, then they had Donna, Donna was completely normal, which shocked the doctors, right? Because it was like a 50-50 chance, right? Mm. So they had a normal daughter. And then Kathy was born, the one on the video, and she had electrodactyly. And anyway, so let me tell you about the, the life living with Gary Styles. Teresa, his wife, the one that from Vermont... Mm-hmm. Loved him a lot. And when she, she fell in love with a gentle man, yeah, he was a sideshow attraction, but he was the most gentle soul ever. He could, he would talk forever and just kind of listen and just be very open, a very good soul, you know, for what she thought mm-hmm. at first. They got married. Then he started drinking. And the real monster starts coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was a very very awful person especially when he was drinking so they were married and he would torture her psychologically 
physically, he would beat the hell out of her with her claw, with his claws. He would jump out of his wheelchair, scurry over to her, beat the hell out of her, right? This really is something out of, like... It is, yeah, this story. is the craziest story. Okay, so... It's weird, because you were describing him as, like, this gentle, wonderful, yeah. gentle man. What happened? I think maybe the years of his, like, his upbringing came out when he drank. He was just a shitty guy. I mean, yeah, well, he... But he only came out with his alcohol. Before that, he was wonderful, or... Well, all right, they, he... Or was a, it an act to get Teresa? His... Good point. He was acting. He, well, so once he married Teresa, she noticed that he kept a bottle of Seagram 7, a gallon of single, Seagram 7 by his bed the whole time. Wow. He would wake up in the morning... As soon as he wakes up, he would have about three drinks. Seagram, seven, and Coke. Boom, boom, boom. Before even breakfast. Start drinking, and then after that, he was done. The whole day after that, he was a monster. Now, think about this. They have a lot of spare time. During the summer, the carnival season, they travel all over the nation. They're busy. They don't have any time to themselves. He's out making a ton of money doing sideshows with his claws. Right. But during the winter, no one's going to carnivals. So they moved down to Florida, which this little small town in Gibsonton, they moved down way in Florida because it was, number one, warm, plus real estate prices in Florida at the time, very cheap, plus that one specific town allowed entertain residential entertainment policies basically if you had your big trailers of you know all your and your lions i mean if you go down there today if you drive down there it's not unusual to see the circus animals in someone's backyard grazing on freaking grass just lions elephants yeah literally everything it's not unusual to see a midget walking with a tall bearded woman it's not unusual if you're in this town because they allowed still today yeah still today that's where all the cornies are in this one area they all live together remind me to never go there That would I, be like just make me think of clowns. And... Yeah, that's like Nicole's own American Horror Story. Is that yeah. town? Yeah. No, thank you. I know. I looked it up on Google uh, Google Earth. I was going through there. It's complete. It's all trailers. It's complete shit. Like it's. It looks like yeah. the Florida fucking slums. Like just trash. Like beat up cars. You know, dilapidated say, trailers. Like, as far as like coming from up north and moving down south like the area we live in in charleston and you know mount pleasant like it's all you know it's there's definitely like a difference between here and you know massachusetts but there are times i'm driving and it's like i don't realize where i am because it is similar but when i was down in florida a little while ago it's like you can tell like it's it's like wide spaced out like a lot of yeah, and I didn't like it. You know, I think yeah. I'd rather be here in South Carolina than Florida. Oh, for sure. Oh, we're in a. I mean, we're in a really nice, like probably the nicest area in South Carolina too. Yeah. Maybe aside from like Bluffton, might be the exception, but. Yeah. So. His wife, Mary Teresa. I call her Teresa. So Teresa. 
She Mother Teresa? No, mm-hmm. but she troubled in Vermont. She kind of joins the circus, meets Gary or Grady, excuse me. She meets Grady. And she actually comes into the circus or to the carnival and becomes an attraction. So she works her way up from ticket lady to blade box girl. I was gonna say, how does she oh. become an attraction? Yeah. Like in, in American what horror. Is- what is Blade Box? You know, the one that gets sawed in half? Yeah, the one that is sawed in half. In American Do you, you horror know, like, story? a magician saws yeah, a woman in half? Yeah. That's I mean, her. I've never seen American Horror Story, but I know, like, the... No, yeah. it's different, because, like, the girl that dates Evan Peters' character, Lobster Jimmy the Lobster Boy, she doesn't really have anything special about her. She just is, like, a, she scams people and, like, reads people's minds. So it's kind of, like, similar. It's funny that... Yeah. But she's the one who's sawed in half. Yes, yeah. Blade Box. Blade Box one. Girl. And then she also did um, Electro Girl, uh, Electrified Girl. She would sit in a chair, and there'd be electricity all around her. It was like an illusion. So one night when Grady... So it wasn't uncommon for this guy to drink 12 whiskey doubles. 12 whiskey doubles? In a, a few That's hours. That's like 24 whiskey singles. Th- no, think about an alcoholic and times that by three. This guy was... He would he get. A it's, it's really just called an alcoholic. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm yeah. always do. So think about it. You're married to Grady Styles, lobster man, very abusive to you. He would call you. He would emotionally abuse you. Call you stupid, worthless. You can't do anything without me. He beat the hell out of you. Interesting psychological behaviors. If that's what he's exhibiting, mm-hmm. if he ha- it has a physical deformity and he's mm-hmm. like a, yeah. A, he has like that type of dominance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So during the winter, they were just, you know, in there in the floor. So one there, this happened one, this was the breaking point for Mary Teresa. Grady launches himself off the wheelchair. Cause that's how he does it. Right. So he, you arguing with him, you, you know, you stupid bitch, all this stuff. And then he just has enough. He launches himself off the wheelchair like a jet, like, and then he scurries on the floor. I'm getting the weirdest is, image. Like, literally, like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, terrifying It's like me. Spider-Man. Yeah. Slash, it's know. like a little spider. Think about a little spider that's running no, no, really no, fast. No, 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 it's so, like scary to think about. So it. think it's about like, this guy. make a movie about it. Think about this guy on his wheelchair. He's drunk. He drank a gallon, he's right? Mean. He's been emotionally abusing you, calling you all kinds of names, saying he's going to kill you. At one point, she woke up with a knife to her throat, oh. and he said, you know how easy it'd be for me just to kill you right now, right? This is the, this is, so imagine that. He's drunk. You guys get in an argument, and then all of a sudden, he's had enough. He launches himself off his wheelchair. He gets on the ground, and he's like, 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 like a little spider just, on the ground like with his claws and then he takes his claws grady takes his one his right claw hand he reaches it inside of Teresa, inside of her vagina and rips out her iud (gasps) oh no he didn't you know how far (laughs) up those things are yeah well you know how big his claw hand was hang on (laughs) Those things hurt like a motherfucker. Well, he put his claw up there and, and he ripped it the hell out. For women who have actually had children, it hurts almost as much as childbirth oh, getting dear. them in. So if he's going all the way up there with his claw, oh my God, I yeah. can only imagine knowing how painful that is. No, thank you. Yeah. 
He ripped out her IUD. He ripped out what her IUD, the yeah. Fuck. Is oh, wow. Wow. Those things are like as far up there as your freaking belly button. Huh. Yeah. It hurts. That's what happened. I almost passed out. And it's painful. It's painful. What, what, describe IUD. Because I, I couldn't even. I said IUD. I was trying to pronounce a real word. Intra- what, what, when was this? What, what point time frame are we talking about here? Not, this is 1973. Well, that's oh, they had early, those back then. Yeah. I guess they're yeah. just like getting more advanced. So an IUD is a, what, another form to prevent pregnancy. It is a more natural way than like taking the pill. It's a more localized hormone. Um, eventually. I haven't seen it, but eventually you're supposed to suck, stop getting your period. Um, but it's it like makes it an inhospitable environment for if you are to get pregnant for a baby to form in. So it like blocks the hormones from like continuing there. Oh my god! So you can have a baby. That's really gross. Yeah, I want to say like one thing that's kind of crazy. What? Oh fuck! I don't want to say this now. All right, you so have to say it. no, no, no you have to I'll say, say it. I'll come in later. All right, no, no, so no, you no, have no. to say it. No, 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 no you no. have to say it. Well, number six. <laughs> if you bring something I up, just you described have to say an IED. You have to talk. About okay, that. so this will come up later, but at one point, Grady Styles is talking about. All right, a quote from him. Everyone I have sex with wants to have sex with my claws. They love it when I use my claws. Like, as in fingering? Yes, as in fingering. They have a scene like that in American Horror Story. Okay, in fact... Okay, listen. One of my daughters, Donna's... One of Donna's teachers came to the house to discuss her attendance at school, right? The teacher, she really liked my claws, so we had sex right in the house, and she just kept coming back for more. Oh my god! So like he would take sex no, he would take his claws and. But he's her. having. We're not. He's yeah, not so, I mean, he puts sex. his wiener in her, but like oh. also his claw. Okay. He's clawing her. <laughs> it makes you laugh sometimes. When you uh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I can't believe that's your adjective of choice. I was actually going to go instead of going with fingering. I was actually curious how they get off themselves with a claw. What do you mean? I mean, this claw, think about it. This claw is like the size of a Flesh hand. Light. Well, one, all right, so you got two claws, right? <laughs> I mean, hard. listen, you got like two <laughs> two claw fingers on each hand. That is not handy. How is he jacking himself up every day? That is not handy. What do you mean? How does he? Oh, I don't know. That's, that's where my head was going with it before you got to the finger. Mind in the gutter. And maybe he just has like a flashlight or something. But those I, did not exist back then. But even still, you need. This something. guy was having sex with everyone. Everyone okay, wanted so to have sex with his claw. Hey, if fine. you saw a guy, no, I with would a not claw, at the all. first thing you're going to think of is, "Damn, I wonder what that claw would feel like inside of me." No, it's no, not. That is not. what women think about. No, no, I was curious about how he jacks off, but I'm not curious how that would feel. At all. Do you want me to show you a picture of that claw again? No. It's oh. bigger than most wieners are on men. Ew, gross. May, just like, like, just, okay, so like. You could make the same argument about anyone's fingers and like. Yeah, but this is like. Sausage fingers. Three fingers put together. Claw. I just don't, yeah. It's no, like putting a Bratsworth 
Bratwurst. But brat bratwurst. 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 It's like putting a bratwurst inside inside of I, you. I don't think so. Yeah, it's different. It's a claw. Uh, how is it different? different? It's a claw. It's, it's, it has fingernails. It's the claw. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, favorite Pixar movie. John's away from the table. Um, was that the one that you were, was that Oh, one may one I just, all right, so just so you guys know, results came in from last week's poll. Uh, Team Jen was seven votes at Forrest Gump being the movie of choice for Tom Hanks' best film. Castaway, zero votes. Zero? Zero votes. Ouch, guys. So. Let's see how it is. I'm sure my This week on me. Jen and Nicole debate stuff. Pixar movies. My choice? Finding Nemo. My choice? Well, I feel like I have to say Toy Story after this. Well, you don't have to. You can say anything um, I, I get confused about which ones are Pixar. Well, which ones are you thinking? I'll tell you if they are or not. Up or Ratatouille? They're both Pixar. Mm, I'll go with Ratatouille because I've really been craving it lately. Oh, Ratatouille. I've never had Ratatouille. I've never eaten it either. Oh, but you've been craving it? No, um, let me clarify. So remember how John was talking about creepy linguini? Yes. Linguini is the guy's name. Chef Linguini. Oh, okay. And so every time I think about it, Chef Linguini and creepy linguini, I think about that movie. Oh, okay. It's such a cute movie. I love Paris, and I love how they like cook on the hot plate of omelet. Yeah, but P. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Way, Sydney. How can you forget that? That is a great... She gets her entry IUD. Just, just she gets her IUD ripped out. All right, she finally decides that she has enough. She has had enough. She's done. She's done with old Grady Styles. She's getting a divorce. But maybe Grady knew that she wanted to divorce him. Maybe not. But she didn't get the notification to be at the courthouse to to sign the divorce papers. Grady Styles. The one that was abusing her the whole time went and filed for divorce from her. And he went in front of the judge and slandered her. He was telling the judge that she was a whore, that she would make fun of him. And the judge believed him. Yeah, who's not going to believe the disabled guy? I hate to say that. The judge believed him and gave him full custody of the kids. Because why no. did he want the kids? Well. Because they had the clause They too. got the clothes. They got the, the clothes. He custody of the clause. So that he could make. After he, so he could make money off of them. He says, listen, judge, my wife is a fucking whore. So Grady takes the claw. Or. <laughs> Grady takes his children and moves back to his hometown of uh, Pennsylvania. So bef- That's a state, not a town. What town? Pittsburgh. <laughs> moves back to Pittsburgh. So when... Pottsville. Yeah. So that's where he was born and raised, Pittsville. Pit- Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He moves to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He moves back up there because that's where he was born, you know. And his dad was still up there. His dad was dying, but I, he's still up there. I, didn't he dislike his father, though? 
No, he didn't dislike him. He never disliked I him. I thought his father was abusive towards him. Yeah, he was, but he himself is an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't resent his father. No, they used to get drunk all the time. They would go to, he would go to his house and they would drink. He, his father would drink beer and, and Grady would drink like right out the whiskey bottle. Oh, all right, whatever. They were, they were a perfect Two son. Two peas in a pod. Son and father. If so anyway. love fits. You must acquit. He finds this girl named Barbara Lucille. And she was normal, too. But she loved that claw. And the way that claw feels. Ew. Running down no. your... I don't know. Your chest. Down into the no-no spots. Ew. Stop. Okay. Don't touch Gross. me there. That <laughs> is my no-no square. Agreed. Don't so, touch me there with your claw. So... They move, because, I mean, the children can't get away from him. Donna, remember Donna, the yeah. first child that was actually born? Uh-huh. Normal. She was normal. She the whole time wanted to get away from this asshole. Her dad? Yeah. Train wreck. Yeah. Fucking nightmare living with this asshole, right? And she was normal. She didn't fit into this family. All the other kids had clothes. So it's like she was an outcast, even though they were outcasts from society. Exactly. So was she treated as such? I mean, she was completely normal. Yeah, but was she treated as such by the family? Because yeah, she, she was treated. I mean, she was part of the family. But the thing about Grady Styles was business. He knew those claw hands could make him some money, and if that's why he wanted to get them kids because them kids had them little baby lobster claws and he knew he could snack some money out of them claws so he took custody of them kids and he moved out to pittsburgh and then continued business and he started the lobster family and they were making plenty of money so he's married I was going to go with the lobster. So, I got all my lobsters with me. Uh, he marries uh, Barbara Lucille, and they actually have a son named Little Grady Third. Oh, is he the one? That does he? Yeah, but he does, but he doesn't. Cause he he has, does have a lobster claw. He, he has lobster claws, but his hands had, like, his hands weren't completely fused. Yeah. So he moves with the kids, and then Teresa, she's divorced. Now, she got freaking railroaded, right? She didn't even know she was getting divorced. Yeah, that's kind of Like, shady. all right, so she's, like, li- literally lived with this guy for 15 years, married to him, beat the living shit out of her every night, getting drunk, like, clawing her, like, sexually abusing her with her claw. Like, he would stick his whole claw inside of her. It's called fisting. Yeah, point. well, it's called clawing. He would claw her. He would take his claw and put it around her neck and just squeeze. And I'm telling you, his, his, he could squeeze, man. His grip strength was, you can't, ain't nobody in the world had the strength of his grip. Didn't, didn't he use those, like, you know, those grip strengthening tools? <laughs> Like, did he just use them between his two fingers? Like, he was a very violent man. Okay, so he would often get into altercations. So he was the type of guy that, keep in mind, he was. The only thing I could think of when you said that was him, like, like, like peppering someone in the eye with. That's what he would do. Oh, so think about it. I was right. He would go. He would constantly think that he. I don't know. He he felt like he wasn't. I mean, obviously he wasn't. Did he feel like he was bigger than himself? No, he felt no, like he was trying to. 
He felt like he was trying to no. be better than everyone. But because he used yeah. his disability to boost his confidence, but also as like a like he used it to his advantage too. Well, so all right, he would get in a fight or altercation. Maybe they're drinking no at a bar or something, a bar or something, and he'd be in his wheelchair. And then all of a sudden, he even if it's a big guy, maybe six foot something, he would jump out of his wheelchair, scurry over like a little spider, right? And then he would take his claw and grab the guy's testicles and squeeze them with his claw. Squeeze them old nuggets with his claw. That's what he would do. He would do that. That sounds like that's that's a low low. <laughs> he was a very, very gruesome guy. So anyway. Um, not the nicest of guys. So if we go back to when, how we started the story, maybe not completely unrealistic how we ended up shot <laughs> yeah it's listen yeah, the so the first thing the detective noticed when he went into the house was no one gave two shits that this guy was dead with three they're bullets like, in eh. his head <laughs> they're like fucking finally this guy was a fucking monster sexual deviant and just he was asshole. literally a monster hmm. he would and i'm about to show you why all right so all the abuse, all that stuff. Um, Teresa, his wife, that they divorced, right? Yeah. Or he divorced her. She marries Glenn Newman, which, of course... Newman. Newman, yeah, from Seinfeld. Teresa marries Harry Glenn Newman. Of course, you know... Is he Harry? He's not Harry. You called him He's Glenn actually Newman. a really great guy. No, but you called him Glenn Newman before. Now you said Harry Glenn Newman. So well, how his, his name is Harry Glenn Newman. His name is Harry Glenn Newman. He's a. I don't care what anyone says about this guy. This guy Harry is Kelly? a great guy. He he cares so much for Teresa. He loves her, and not only that, he's so nice to everyone. In fact, he went on the sideshow as being the world's smallest person. Oh, so Harry Glenn. Newman is a not little person, a dwarf, a dwarf, a dwarf. So he has dwarfism. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, they have a son together, her and Teresa named Glenny, Glenny, little Glenny, because you know, Harry Glenn Newman, does little Glenny have dwarfism too? Actually, he doesn't, which was remarkable. So his dad has dwarfism. And like I said, this whole story, his dad, he does nothing. He's an amazing guy. Right. I mean, he's he's suffering from dwarfism, mm-hmm. but he is a stand-up guy. It's surprising and- to me, though. Like, if, I, I'm sorry to interrupt and talk about this again, but, like, when you think about genetic mutation and, like, how, like, when, when, a, when a child is born and the genes they inherit from their parents and you talk about the Punnett squares with, like, the big B, yeah, the little B, yeah. and things like that, how, like, how... The electrodactyly is such a has such a strong like little b like it's a little b right it's a little lowercase letter because it's it's not the norm yeah but like dwarfism like main like is a little b but it wasn't passed on to the other one whereas like for how many generations were passed on the other are you talking clock? genetics yeah. yeah 
I have no idea about how genetics work. Phenotypes and genotypes. I have phenotypes no are the. It's like fi- describing the f- the physical the physical and genotypes are the DNA, yeah. the actual genetics. But like I'm talking about the Punnett squares. Oh, like you have the big B. Like if a brown-eyed person, they have two big. Yeah, B's. Mendel square. Mendel squares. The Punnett I got. Squares. Yeah, that's from Mendel. Mendel was the Mendel. Mendel is the monk that. Gregor, Gregor Gregor Mendel is the monk that the started peas, genetics pea with pea pods. Yes, yeah, so squares. he actually he actually did years of experiments with pea pods. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what you're talking about. Right. I'm talking about okay. yeah, but I'm like the I use the big B and the little because I use those like for the for the eyes. So like if you have brown eyes, you either have the phenotype big B little B, or you have if you have blue eyes, you have two little Bs, or you could if you have brown eyes, you can have the big two big bees what's green two... eyes green eyes is two little bees but it's a genetic mutation and my eyes are always dilated i have very large pupils everyone always says i'm on pcp sometimes or i'm concussed. not huh or concussed hmm. like when you're concussed your pupils are bigger i should know i've had like seven concussions my mom has green eyes too okay they have a son named glenny glenny's not he's not deformed he's not a little person but he doesn't necessarily have... He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, if you would. He's not the brightest crayon. He's kind of... He's kind of... I don't want to say dumb, but, you know, he's kind of lower IQ'd. And what, what do you think a lower IQ'd uh, person would be in the, in the carnival? Um, the, the brawn. The brawn? The brawn? What are you talking about? Like, if you're not smart, if you don't have the brains, you have the brawn. Okay. But I, I associate that with, like, also beauty. Oh. It's, like, strength, too. Okay. Brawn. Then maybe he was the dunce. Did he wear the dunce cap? He became the... The jester? Hu- no. He became the human blockhead. So he was the guy that would stick uh, nails in his nose <gasps> and out of his mouth kind of thing. Oh. You know, like, he would hammer. He'd had a hammer, and he would... He had a big nail, and he would put it in his nose and hammer it. He was a blockhead. They they split up for a long time. So she's they're divorced now, and and then she Teresa marries the new guy, the dwarf Glenn. And he actually has a tire shop, and he's actually making good money at the time. But eventually, he go he goes back to the carnival because money is just not where it needs to be. Right, right. But he's a great guy. They have a son, and his son joins the carnival too. Anyway, in 1976, Teresa calls Grady. They haven't spoken in forever. She wants to take the children. She misses the children. That's her children. Yeah. That's her blood, her lobster blood. Like, she wants her little lobsters to come back, right? And she just wants, because she hasn't seen them the whole time, she just wants to take them for Christmas. It's almost Christmas time. It's November. She was taken to Vermont, where she was born. Remember, she was born in a small town in Vermont. She was taken for Christmas, right? So Grady, you know, being the being the nice guy, he is, says yes, and he actually says, "Yeah, I'll just meet us at this this bar that we usually meet at." Or Grady always drinks this bar called Harry's. It's like a shithole. But Emmett Crab, man, he can go in there and drink all the shit he wants, right? Mm-hmm. 
So he goes in there. He's like, meet me at Harry's, and then I'll take you to my apartment where the kids are. Then you take the kids to Vermont. Grady starts. He takes two. Just two double whiskeys. Just, just two. Just to go. I'm waiting on my ex-wife. Just give me two. You know. All right, fuck it. Make it three. Oh. She gets there, and he's kind of already. But he's not really drunk because he could handle his alcohol. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. So he's had a couple. He takes her back to his apartment. And so, and her husband, Harry Glenn, the little person, the little person was with him. And he's like, no, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. I don't. And they were friends before. Grady and Harry Glenn Newman were friends before. They've been friends for a long time. They were in the sideshow together. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. And Grady's like, come on back to my apartment and you can get the kids there. And then Harry's like, no, I don't think this is a good idea. I, I don't think he's being, I, I don't like this. I have a bad feeling about it. I, I don't want to go. And then she's like, I miss my kids so much. I love them. I need them. And she's just a mama needing her little lobsters, right? She mm-hmm. needs to see them. So he's like, okay, let's go. They go to his apartment and they go, they go in the door and the kids aren't there. So she's like, okay, what the fuck? And then freaking Harry's getting worried. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then Grady's like, why don't you go make yourself some coffee? And then he sits on the couch. And then she's like, what the fuck? Where are my kids? And then he pulls out a revolver in the under the mattress. Because keep in mind, they've been separated for quite a while. Right. For like, I don't know, five or six years maybe. Yeah, she already has another kid with... Yeah, he pulls out a revolver and he's like looking at it, and then and Harry Glenn, this little person, gets nervous. Then he takes his claw hand, Grady, and he whistles. Okay. He takes his claw hand. He whistles right. And then the door opens slightly. Oh, no. In the other Circus room. Goonies. Circus Goonies. The other room. Doors opening. And then out comes Paul Fishball. Is he a clown? No, he's not a clown. But he is a 600-pound fat man. He's the world's fattest man at the time. He's a circus attraction. He comes out just you know coming out of the closet or whatever and then so think about it you got harry his wife teresa Mm -hmm. the good guys the good guys and their son the two-year-old blockhead eventually the blockhead but now it's a baby right the baby the blockheads with them then you got grady and the 600 pound fat man and then so harry's not gonna do anything because he's a midget and he's a 600 pound fat man like that's yeah, not that even just a, doesn't add up. Doesn't I'm add not up. good at math, but even that doesn't. Add so up Grady beats the living shit out of Teresa in front of everyone, and no one does anything about it. He just beats the shit out of her, almost to the point where she's almost dead. And then he says, "If you ever, ever ask about the kids or come back here again, I'll kill you." Wow, what a dick! Yeah. So they luckily get out of there alive, right? So, um. That was an awful situation. That was in 1976. 1978, Donna, she's about 15, 16. Mm-hmm. She's, she's plumping up, you know. All right, she's getting, she's normal. Mm-hmm. But she's hefty. 
No, she's not hefty. She's actually very attractive. You just said she's plump. No, she no, I meant her boobs. But oh, right, she, cut that. Yeah, all right. So she's getting she's getting very she's a very attractive you know, teenager. And she meets this guy named Jack. The Ripper? Yes, Jack the Ripper. Jack Lane. He's a twenty year old jock. I mean, he's not part of the carnival whatsoever. He just falls in love with Donna. Or does he? He's got dark black hair. He's like a football player, like perfect dabs. He's like six feet tall, maybe 180 pounds, Mm -hmm. muscles. Great looking guy. Mm -hmm. Like probably a Zac Efron looking guy. Well, yeah, Zac Efron, like younger. What what was the movie Zac Efron was in? High School Musical? High School Musical Zach Efron looking guy. With or without the gap? What do you mean gap? He has gap teeth. Not in real life. Yeah, in real life he does. Does he? He had to have like uh, caps on his teeth. Without the gaps. Without the gaps, 19, what was it? Zach Efron. Zach Efron. High School Musical. High School Musical. Troy Bolton is his character. Yeah, High School Musical Zach Efron was this guy. Very attractive very muscular well not muscular but you know 180 like ripped he's Mm -hmm. you know 20 years old think about it everything that O'Grady wasn't Grady was confined to a wheelchair he didn't even have legs right he Mm -hmm. his legs stopped at his knees he didn't look I mean he's a balding old guy Yeah. yeah you know he had claws for hands and this guy Six feet tall, Zach Efron from High School Musical is everything that he hates. And he falls in love with his daughter. Immediately, he doesn't want that. And from the start, he doesn't. He says, no, 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 no. His daughter's 15 and he forbades it. The love. But she loved this guy more than anything in the world. And she ran away with him, only for a few days. And then he he would call her, his daughter, say that he's got the detectives looking for her. You better get back here. But, I mean, keep in mind, the whole time she grew up with this guy, with her dad, he was she was getting beat because he would beat all his kids. Right. He'd beat his wife and beat his kids. He was a shitty person. He would beat them all with a claw, you know? So she's the whole time she wanted out. So now she met this guy, this older guy, perfect guy, nothing wrong with him, from a great family, handsome. That was her ticket out, right? Or so she thought. Yeah, so she literally runs away with him. Grady keeps calling, threatening her, you better come home now or I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. If you don't come home right now, I'm going to kill Jack Lane. Zach Efron from High School Musical. I'm going to kill him. And so she was gone a couple days, like three or four days. And then finally she picked up the phone and she says, you know what? I want to marry this guy. I love him. And he's like, no, you're not going to marry him. I forbade it. You're 15. You can't even get married. Well, I'm pregnant. Does her baby have claws? She says, I'm pregnant. Now, she wasn't really pregnant. Oh. She said that 
Because that was the only way that she could get him to sign off. Because you had the parent had to sign off for them to be, yeah, for them to be married. Well, I don't think that he's actually going to sign off. It sounds like he's about to actually kill both of those people. But that's just me. Okay, so they said so. I don't know, Jen. Grady actually says, "Okay, come on home, and I'll sign off on it." That's what he says, though. He also no, he does. He signs off on it. He signs off on the wedding. Yeah, I mean, he also told Teresa that if she came home with him, that he would give her the kids, and then he'd beat her to a pulp. So I don't know about. He signed off on it. The wedding date was set for September twenty eighth. Her life is good. Her life from from now on is going to be great. I mean, he's she's going to go off with him. Never even think about the Claw family again. That's so. Anyway, September twenty eighth is when the wedding happens. Maybe September twenty seventh, the day before. Grady or Jack goes to Grady's house, and she's out. Donna's out buying the wedding dress. They're getting all the stuff ready for the wedding. Beer cans tying them to the rim. Exactly. Beer cans. So Jack goes in. He's like, you know what? Because Grady still hasn't gave him the blessing. You know, you can marry my daughter. Wait, I'm happy to have you and my family kind of thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he said he'd sign off on it, but just because she's pregnant. He goes over there and he's he's going to talk to him. He's going to change his mind. Right? Okay. Little did he know, O'Grady, the same day that her daughter, his daughter was out buying a wedding dress, O'Grady Styles pulls up, takes a taxi to Pit Loan. It's a little pawn, pawn shop. shop. And uh, <laughs> this is from the book from... Uh, Fred, Fred Rosen, I'm reading, quoting, uh, Philip Archer was behind the counter on September 11th when he saw a strange sight. A legless man in a wheelchair with lobster claws for hands. <laughs> he wheeled himself up to the counter. I want to buy a gun, he said. <laughs> Can shoot? I thought he already had a gun. Archer filled out the state-mandated application for purchase firearms and noted the following information. Name, Grady, Grady F. Styles. Date of app, application, 9-11-78. Yada, yada, yada. Male, 41 years old. White, 4 feet, 3 inches tall. 185 pounds. Black hair, blue eyes. Model, 732.32 caliber length and barrel, 2.5 inches. He sold him a handgun. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's so, he sold the guy with no hands a handgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, sorry. remember. That's really messed up. Remember what I was saying. Grady was the type of guy that wanted, if you could do something as a normal guy, he could do it better. He could outshoot anyone, you know. How? He, could be, he, he figured it out with his claws. He could outlift you. Powerlifting, he could do any. You think you can do something? Grady Styles can do it better because he has something to prove. Anyway, trip on us. Twenty seventh September, nineteen seventy eight. Jack goes to Grady. Finally, says, I- "I'm sick of this. It's the day before my wedding. 
I need your blessing. I'm going to marry her. She's mine. I found Donna. She's the love of my life. I'm taking her from you. Grady's like, fuck, no, you're not. She's mine. She's my daughter. You're not taking her damn anywhere. Jack storms out. Grady. That was the door slamming. Grady grabs the, the gun he just bought from the pawn shop. Jack's walking out. 17-year-old kid. Jack's seven. Well, he's 17. I know I said he's 20. Jack's 17 years old. Walking out. Infused. Boom. Gets shot in the back. Boom. Uh, twice. <laughs> Shoots Jack in the back twice. He stumbles out. And just at the same time, Donna and Grady's... Or Donna and um, Grady's wife... Barbara coming back from getting dressed and everything, getting so everything they, set up. They pull up. Uh, Jack is walking out, limping. He's got blood on his chest. He's like, oh, oh, looks at Donna and then falls right off the the trailer steps, right on the floor or right on the ground. And he's like twitching and can't breathe. I've been shot. Murdered. <laughs> Not Grady Styles. Dead. Murdered. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Grady, the cops come. Jack is still alive. Maybe it's not going to be a homicide. Scratch that. Eventually he dies. Literally, he's still breathing. He's, he's done, dude. He is done. Murdered. Cops get there. Grady's like, he's in his underwear. So keep my, all right. The Grady home. I mean, his underwear were kind of like pants, though. The Grady home. There's no air conditioner. By oh, the home, in by Florida. By home, I mean a trailer, a dilapidated trailer in Florida. No air conditioner. He he liked to keep the door open, and they had a fan, and he would sit in his undies. His me undies. This episode is brought to you by MeUndies.com. He's like sitting there. He's sitting there. And the legs of his underwear yeah. are like floating uh, in the fan. I'm like, I wonder if he had like, un- like boxers with little like crabs or a little uh, fucking. <laughs> so he's sitting his undies on his, his lazy boy and the fan's blowing them because they don't have any air conditioner, right? So anyway, the cops go and he's like, I did it. And you take me. And he's like really cooperative, whatever. So he tells the cops and the judge because he gets charged with third degree murder. Right, he says, "quote I suffer from emphysema, cirrhosis, and various other elements. Two of my five children have the lobster claw syndrome, and my income at the present time is derived from Social Security. I use the wheelchair when I'm out of the house. Otherwise, I have to crawl around. I have the equivalent of an eighth grade education. I'm so concerned about my kids. What's going to happen to them? He manipulates the judge and the court. He killed a 17-year-old boy, and he gets out of it because he talks his way out of it. They feel sorry for him. The jury, he goes to trial. The entire fucking family, even his wife Barbara, and all of his daughters and sons want him to go to prison for the rest of his life. He enters a plea of not guilty. What? He's Did got... You know it was yeah. witnesses? Huh? 
Even though there were witnesses? Yeah. Hmm. All right, he got an attorney, Tony De- Tony DeCillo. He's like a prominent defense attorney. The jury of 12 convicts Grady, but so when they were talking to the judge, right? They convict him of third degree murder, right? Does he get any time? They're talking to the judges like, well, you know what? I mean, our 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 prisons aren't really equipped for someone of his condition, you know. I mean, it's, we our, our prisons aren't like I we can't. I I feel like he'd be better on probation at his own home. Right. Well, he gets give an ankle bracelet to the guy with no legs. He gets 15 years probation at his own home and he was instructed they wanted him out of Pennsylvania. He they said, "Listen, I thought he was in You're on probation. No, he's in Pennsylvania. Remember he moved back to Pennsylvania? No, I don't. He moved back, he divorced uh he divorced Teresa and moved to Pennsylvania okay, with his kids. Okay, sure. He gets 15 years probation, and he was told to leave the state of Pennsylvania and never to come back. So basically, they didn't even give him probation. They're like, get the fuck out of my state, literally. You're a fucking train wreck. They didn't want to deal with him. He had a fucking claw for a goddamn hand, right? So, that was the murder, okay? So, Grady's daughters obviously abandoned him. They went back to their mama. Then Barbara, she's fucking sick of it. She divorces Grady, finally. Then in 1989, this is about 10 years later, this is actually before the divorce, right before the divorce, Grady starts calling Teresa, you know, his first wife. Isn't Teresa still with Glennie? Glenn? Yeah. They start talking on the phone, Mm. and then she gets homesick she misses Grady. They've been apart 15 years, but she misses him. Sounds like Stockholm. He, she misses him and his his Claw. lobsterness, his claws, and his her children. Yeah. So she, he his tells abusiveness he, and his drunkenness. She tells her amazing dwarf husband that was a perfect guy. Did he look like? Okay, question. Yeah. His name is Harry Glenn Newman. Newman. And he's a dwarf. Yeah. Does he look like Doc with a beard? What do you mean? I don't know who Doc is. Probably seven dwarves. Oh, God. Snow White. Um, Never mind. It's lost on you. He looks like he's got a... It's lost on you. Move Let's on. go on. Okay, so... Uh, this guy's such a great guy. But he... He actually says... I mean, he... Teresa tells him, "Hey, I gotta divorce you. I got. I'm going back with Grady. You know, oh, and he God. just he sucks it up, man. Poor Glenn. I know. Poor. You know what? I feel like in our experience with third, of course, third party people with the name Glenn just don't always get. Mm. They always get the short end of the stick, like in Superstore. Mm-hmm. Glenn, he's so unassuming, and like this Glenn, poor guy. Wait, who like, was Glenn in Superstore? Manager. The manager. The one Spice, Spice World. World. Yes. Did I just mention Spice World? John, cut that. No, you can't. We're talking about Glenn. So she she gets back. They remarry, actually. 
1989, they remarry. And then he was a good guy. He completely stopped drinking. Grady stopped drinking. He bought Teresa a brand new trailer. (laughs) And Donna, Donna, the normal daughter, forgives him for killing her fiance. What? Donna, what do you think? Oh, Donna. So they so Grady brings back the lobster family. They're going on tour. He's got the whole family back now. Here's a story of a man named Grady who had two lobster claws. Clip clip. He passed it along (laughs) to his children. And then he broke some laws. Oh. Here's a story of a girl named Teresa. She was not smart by going back to him. People would say that they were happy, but I think the decision was grim. Mm. That's Jen, I'm I'm awarding you the winner of tonight's competition. Thank you. Yeah. That was good. I concede. The lobster bunch. Do, do. The lobster bunch. Do, 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 do. And that's how do, they do. became do. the lobster do. bunch. Do, 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 do. Okay, so the lobster bunch. They get back together and they go on on tour, right? Okay, so this is nineteen eighty nine. Things are great, man. He buys her a brand new trailer you know donna forgives him the whole family's back but how long does that usually last right then the bottle seeps back in oh not long and here comes that claw out to get inside of old Teresa again stop yeah so it started back it started back and finally finally Teresa had enough Enough is enough. She told her... No means no. Yeah. She gets sick of him. Is this now 1992? Yeah, so we're at 1989 when they remarried, and then the abuse continued. Wait, 1999? 1989 when they remarried. Okay. The the abuse continues. But he... Well, there was a... It stopped, but then it started again. Yeah, it stopped. He was a great guy. Because he was a really... Like, all right, so Grady Styles had a duality complex, right? So Grady Styles, so great. The one side of Grady Styles was the best guy you've ever seen in your life. Like he was everything. You're all I ever wanted. We can do it real. Yeah, I mean, he would talk sweet in your ear and maybe slip that claw inside of you a little bit. Maybe move that claw around inside of you. I'm singing Drake. I didn't hear any of that, but please okay. don't repeat it. So, but the other side was a literal monster, a fucking psychotic. Like, I mean, they he would beat his kids, like he would beat the shit out of his wives, like just, I mean, just awful guy. He needed some counseling. So Teresa said. Fuck it, I'm done. I am fucking done. So he, t- she tells her stepson, "I just, we need. I'm done." She gives him fifteen hundred bucks. 
And Wait, Teresa's stepson? Yeah. So her son. Glenny, the human blockhead. Not her stepson, her biological son. Her biological son. The blockhead. So Teresa gives her biological son, Glenny, 1500 bucks and says, I need, this is, I'm sick of this. So in the carnival industry, you can find almost anyone. Anything you need, you could find. Even someone to do a certain dirty job. Especially if he's of yeah. low intelligence. He's just doing what his mom says. He doesn't know right from wrong. Yeah. So he had a friend. The son had a friend, Chris Wyant, and he was uh, he was kind of a low life or whatever. He was he was a neighbor. He was in the na- one of the neighboring trailers, and he went over to him and basically said, "Here's fifteen hundred bucks. Take care of this guy." Right. So. He did, and that and Chris Wyant was the one that actually went in there and and finished them in 1992. So that fateful night in 1992 at 11:30 at night, the mother Teresa and her son they go out for a walk. Right Mm -hmm. at 11:30 at night, they're going out for a walk to talk about I don't know life, life, which obviously the detectives were like, "What the fuck, like." I mean, who does that? Well, you go out five minutes yeah, before I your just... husband gets shot in the head. Coincidental. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, so obviously they figured it out really fucking quick. And so they go out. They said they didn't hear a shot at all. You know, they don't know what's happening. They act all confused or whatever. The detective, you know, finally locks them all up. Glennie goes to court. Um, he gets first degree mor- murder. He's mm. still in prison for the rest of his life. Wow. And the hitman, Chris Wyant, only gets 27 years. The one that actually killed him only gets 27 years because he accepts a plea bargain. Hmm. So. That's interesting. Huh. <sighs> now, they didn't do an intelligence hmm. test with Glennie. Glennie? Interesting question, yeah. Didn't you say he didn't, like, he had low level of education? Yeah. And he had a low IQ. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it, if he actually understood the difference between right and wrong. I literally think they were just tired of all these carnies killing each other and got in trouble. They just locked him up. Hmm. I don't... I mean, like, obviously I don't condone murder. But I don't really feel bad about this case. No. No, this guy deserved... Okay. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the really crazy thing. Coincidental. Remember Grady Styles killed a seventeen year old fiance yeah. of Donna? Please notice I didn't freak out well, at any point during this call. Chris yeah. Chris Wyant, as I need to point out, Chris Wyant seventeen the, years old. The murderer was seventeen years old. Oh, good for him. So you talk about karma hmm. or just a coincidence, I don't know. Weird. This guy, like it's the case where you kind of feel good <laughs> that he's dead. Mm. Right? The crab yeah. man. Lobster, but man. it's such a fucking crazy ass case that it's just like fucking think, hell, like, man. I think that the events leading up to it were more cr- like interesting than the actual murder. Yeah, like I think I think it was a good story to talk about because there was a lot of backstory and we could understand kind of the mindset of the people that the, the mindset of the perpetrators got us into that. But like, like I, you know, that guy. 
in the end, he took a life and he got his life taken away. I mean, it's crazy, man. Like that. That is it's a crazy story. I know I had to cover it. Cover it's it. It's like a whole other world. Yeah. I don't know. And he was such a fucking. I mean, I guess like. If you're born, I mean, this guy was dealt a dead man's hand, right? Like, yeah, he was. I mean, I feel bad <laughs> yeah. for him at first, and it's like, you know, you're, he he started to make the best of his uh, like he did, definitely but he sympathetic, didn't. yeah. Like he did what he could. He was making money in the only one of the only fields that would accept him. He found his family in the Carnies. He found a wife, someone that he like actually fell in love with. But then he started drinking and started abusing his wife and was like really physically violent. He killed his daughter's fiance, and you know then had then took his then took his ex wife away from her then husband, abused her continuously. So like it's like his life, even though he started out with you know, unusual circumstances and circumstances that people would deem to be unfavorable. Like you can make, you can make a situation, the best out of any type of situation. And I feel like he started to, even though his father was abusive and like put him into that situation. Like he was like doing good for himself. And then all of a sudden he wasn't. And I wonder if any of that was a projection of his father's abuse and the lifestyle that he was thrusted into like Mm -hmm. i like like he was he was thrown into this lifestyle you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he wasn't like it's not something he chose Mm -hmm. yeah so like he had that he had that i can do anything mentality which is great i wonder what he would have done with that if he wasn't like forced into the carny lifestyle yeah because i mean he like his whole life growing up, he was getting gawked at, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's some other really disabled people that live really good lives. Not good lives, but they make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jen, sign us off. You're All the right, everyone. Well, thank you, as always, for tuning in to this week's episode of Talk Murder to Me. And you know that if you have any questions or comments, you can always reach us by emailing me at uh, JanetTalkMurder.com. Remember to like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and uh, subscribe because we always will take in any any fan listener. And stop whatever you're doing to leave us a rating and a comment because you too, like AnnieAreYouOkay.87, is that the right number? Yeah. Can earn a $10 Amazon gift card. That's right. And maybe once we get more subscribers, we'll be able to up that to 20 But who knows? That depends on you. So, remember, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, give us some comments, and don't forget to vote. Finding Nemo or Ratatouille. Be our lobster. Be our lobster. Intrauterary device? Or intrauterary? Uterine. Uterine. She gets her intra... IUD. Just, just. She gets her IUD ripped out.